0: Hello friends, this is David White, and I wanted to pop in very quickly at the beginning of this episode to say if you like the character of Omission, and you would like to know more about him, you could go to our Patreon, you could pledge just $5 a month on our Patreon, and you could get access to the giant-sized Omission right now, where I talk to the player behind Omission, the mind and the voice behind Omission, and learn a little bit more about his backstory, his powers, and the goals that that player has has for omission. I hope that you consider giving on our Patreon and listening to
1: that exclusive audio, and I hope that you also enjoyed this episode. Hello, friends. My name is Penny for a Tale, and you're listening to Tales to Inspire.
0: As we open the cover of Omission Issue Zero, the very first panel is of a long uh, central road cutting through a town, uh, a main street cutting through a town, and over in the corner of the panel there's a little yellow box that says 1933 uh, South Minnesota. And there are some people walking around, uh, and they seem all put together, but kind of walking in their midst, we see somebody that doesn't fit in. Mitchell, could you please describe who do we see in this panel?
1: yeah uh walking uh down the road uh is a person with uh heavy dark brown boots um long uh jeans um, which are distressed uh and then kind of moving on up suspenders uh but with no shirt uh kind of this emaciated body uh pale um and almost sickly Um, a man with uh, stubble uh, with a few white hairs uh, and uh, wild and unkept curly hair with uh, dark brown eyes. Um, He's moving forward with his hands in his pocket um, kind of whistling to himself um, uh, during this uh, lovely day.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think we see people walking by uh, this person uh, and not paying him any mind. Uh, I think one might even bump into Omission's shoulder uh, and then he turns around with like a frown on his face, but then the frown is immediately gone and he turns and keeps walking with his uh, his dainty lass on his arm, if you will. Uh, and I think, uh, Omission, you have been Walking and roaming for a while now And there is uh, A grumble In fact we see like the little hunger lines Come across your stomach And we see the onomatopoeia over to the side Grumble Um So Omission what are you going to do?
1: Uh well It's probably going Trying to find a uh, flea market Or convenience store uh, To grab some food And uh, probably actually a grocery store Um something with a little bit more space to roam around
0: okay definitely there is a grocery store right across the road um and there are a few cars passing back and forth uh and they obviously don't see omission so uh, omission how do you get across the street
1: very carefully. Sometimes he <laughs> he waits for there to be no cars or for someone else wanting to walk across the street, and he just kind of shadows them as they do. Yeah, uh, and I but yeah, I it's think very dangerous.
0: Yeah, I think we have like three consecutive panels showing Omission walking like right behind somebody, like right behind them, like un, uncomfortably close, and like the person just doesn't react. Uh, yeah. And then you get to the uh, grocery store. You open the door. There's a tinkle of a bell uh, and I think the uh, the grocer looks over at the door and says ah, the wind, I guess. And He walks over and
1: shuts the door behind you. <sighs> yep. Uh, mission uh, knows and understands, moves forward. Um, he'll probably go over to the canned goods and just kind of Pick out a, a meal and uh, maybe stuff one in his pocket. Um, nothing too expensive. He's kind of cheap. Uh, doesn't have much money, uh, but he does place the uh, the money for the cans on the uh, on the table next to the cash register, even if he doesn't acknowledge omission. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so this is interesting. Even stuff that omission picks up are omitted by his powers.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of because um, someone looking at him will, will see him, but the moment they look away, he's just kind of not there anymore. Ah. Um, so, yeah, the, the things that he picks up just becomes a part of uh, that. So
0: Okay, so I think as you are picking out those uh, canned foods, uh, like you said, you hear the doorbell jingle again, uh, and then you hear a very loud voice. All right everybody, this is a stick up. Everybody on the ground now. Don't want anybody getting hurt. And you hear somebody else going, "Yeah!" And there is a a blast uh, of gunfire that comes from the front of the store. Omission, what do you do?
1: Yeah, Omission, um doesn't respond immediately it's it for him he's in his own world and for any external stimuli to have anything to do with him other than when he's crossing the road uh is usually rare and so he he looks at these canned items um Uh, probably uh what did they have back then like spaghetti or you know like green beans or (laughs) something like that
0: yeah like definitely definitely some sort of vegetables because this is in the middle of the great depression so i think some of the the shelves are very bare and i think it's just like it's just beans
1: yeah just just beans yeah and he's like looking (laughs) between the two cans (laughs) kind of like which one? As he, he peers down the the convenient the, the grocery store aisle to kind of he curiously get a look of what's happening up front, um, as he's kind of interrupted uh, by his contemplations of which brand of bean to go with today. Yeah,
0: and uh, as omission looks down, we uh, see another panel that is a large panel, and it has. Uh, a couple of people pouring in to the grocery store, and uh, there is a woman with uh, kind of dark clothing uh, and a flat cap twisted backwards on her head, uh, her red hair spilling out over the edge. Uh, then, there next to him or next to her is a more wiry fellow with a tie loosely uh, around his neck, uh, his suit jacket on. Uh, and he has a shotgun and is waving it around. And then we see this big bodacious text bubble that says, "You all got the honor of being robbed by Bonnie and Clyde." Uh, and we see these people spill out. Uh, there is, of course, Bonnie and Clyde, but with them, you see a three—or no, you see two other people similarly. Uh, Just kind of dirty, covered in dust, as most everybody was during the the Great Depression. And you see uh, Bonnie hops up on the cash register and she takes a drag of her cigarette and breathes it into the cashier's face. She says, now honey, why don't you just be a doll and open up that safe? We got a little rendezvous in Louisiana we need to skedaddle to. And, of course, the cashier is just ashen-faced, just staring at uh, Clyde Parker. Or not Clyde Parker, uh, Bonnie Parker.
1: Yeah, um, Omission places uh, one of the cans down, um, and with the can in his right hand, will move forward to, um, to look at them in full view. Um, he's had a lot of time to uh, gauge people that's pretty much he can't interact with them much so just looking at them is uh, is his pastime. uh so with uh one of his powers uh hyper perception um uh, or even uh hyper empathy uh which is his difficult uh power uh, which is a little bit more hard for him to read people uh in terms of just seeing things um he's going to try to figure out who is the leader of this uh group the leader
0: um yeah i think I don't, I don't even know if you really need to well you know what let's go ahead let's have a roll uh let's mm. make an examine roll so go ahead and take 2d6 and roll and add your investigate uh number to this
1: Ooh, excellent i got, i got 11.
0: An 11. Okay. So on an 11, uh, you get to ask me three questions from this list. Uh, What happened here recently? What is about to happen? What danger should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or important? Who's really in control here? And what here is not what it appears to be?
1: Excellent. Uh, So first question is who's really in control here?
0: Okay, who's really in control here? Um, Definitely the man with the tie loosely around his neck. And I don't know uh, how close attention omission would pay to the newspapers, but, I mean, Clyde Barrow was plastered on every newspaper during this time. So... Quite possibly you would recognize this Person This duo as Bonnie and Clyde And of course they did announce their names But you know it's THE
1: Bonnie and Clyde Yeah I think uh, he's like looking around Trying to confirm that these are actually the people Like what are the odds (laughs) Um what here is not what it appears to be
0: What here is not what it appears to be (laughs) Hmm 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 Um this is interesting I think Clyde is is gesturing around wildly with his shotgun you know telling the uh, customers to get down on the ground uh, but as he's stepping you notice there's a limp in his step and I can't remember which exactly which foot it is but he is definitely limping and he's he's trying to cover it up by drawing everybody's attention to him waving his shotgun around
1: Yeah, and what danger should I be on the lookout for Other than the gun
0: (laughs) Yeah, other than the gun So of course you have Bonnie and Clyde right in front of you Uh, Mm -hmm. Clyde has his shotgun Bonnie has a cigarette in one hand uh, A revolver in the other And she is, as I said, perched on the cashier But then also you saw their two accomplices come in with them uh, And you see one Is uh, Looming over some people uh on another aisle like on a paper goods aisle and the other one uh let's say he is on the same aisle as you uh behind you he is like hooked around and is coming down this aisle um and there let's say there was a woman on the aisle with you and he has grabbed her and slammed her up against the aisle uh and you know he's gesturing in her face with the machine gun and saying, What's a pretty doll like you doing out here? Uh, And from the front of the store, Clyde calls out, Now, Buck, don't be getting raucous now. We just need to get out of here. And Buck, as he has been called, looks at the pretty woman and says, I'm married anyway. Uh, Yeah but he keeps a tight grip on her arm.
1: Yeah, um, Omission uh, will take out uh, his uh, pocket knife given to him by his mom uh, uh, somewhat uh, and just kind of step past them so that he's never in their view uh, until he can get out and his goal is to slash their tires.
0: Ooh, okay, uh, let's do. Uh, where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Maybe
1: danger.
0: Is there not a sneak? A sneak yeah. ability? I thought there was. Wow, there is not. Um, yeah. how weird definitely need to add one before we start like our real season but for this purpose let's go ahead uh, let's go ahead and roll a seize control and let's roll (laughs) let's roll your maneuver so this is a 2d6 plus your maneuver
1: alright unfortunately I um, I only got a 5 (laughs)
0: a five okay so let's let's do like this you are stalking forward and uh it's it's craziness people are yelling and shouting uh and as you're trying to creep forward uh i think not buck but the other accomplice that was in the corner of the store comes running around holding a fistful of cash clyde clyde look look we got some! And then, boom, collides with you. You go flying to the floor. He also goes flying to the floor. Uh, and... They just freeze, and Clyde looks at his accomplice. WD, tripping over your own foot. What's wrong with you? Uh, boss, I, I don't understand. It's like there was, there was somebody there. And, uh... Clyde is going to say, "You idiot. There's nobody there. Look." And he's going to fire a shotgun right at where you are. Yeah. So please roll a defy danger. Um and this would be a 2d6 plus your protect.
1: Yeah, going to be bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, protect is not very good. Um yeah, and if they're looking over, they can definitely see uh, omission. It's just whenever they look away, uh, he just becomes non-existent. Oh, to them. interesting. Yeah.
0: So, so then, do we want to back up and like re-narrate that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll work. Okay, so uh, let's go back. He like collides with you. He falls to the ground, and I think uh, at that moment they both realize. Oh shoot there's somebody there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and they just didn't notice you before. And so Clyde looks over in your direction, kind of angles the shotgun down at you. Pardon me, you vagrant, but, uh, we're in the middle of a stick up right now. I'm going to need you to stay right there on your keister.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, but omission will kind of uh, be waiting. He's he's kind of tracking their, uh the person with the guns eye movement uh, to wait for the time to just kind of roll out of his perception uh, so that he can be forgotten again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you said you had your pocket knife out.
0: Uh, is it still yes. is it still in your grip?
1: Uh, yeah. It's like uh, one of those Swiss Army like pocket knives. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so that small little blade. Okay, uh, Clyde is going to see you holding that and say
0: Bonnie I think I got a new little toy for you could you take it from this man please and Bonnie looks over and says "Why, well, sure think and she saunters over and she like squats down with her cigarette in one hand and her revolver kind of just held lazily in the other and says I'll be taking that
1: sweetheart yeah omission uh because this is a very important item uh mm. to him uh he is going to try to to grab her and kind of throw her in the the way of the the gun um to kind of uh hold her hostage uh, briefly
0: Ooh, okay uh, so you're trying to hold her hostage. Are you trying to so are you trying to hold her hostage to influence Clyde or to help yourself in getting away? Influence Clyde. Influence Clyde. Okay, then let's roll uh, oh, Yeah, let's do a let's roll an influence someone so roll 2d6 plus your influence
1: Excellent, uh, so I have a minus one in that uh, oh, He's not very yeah. great at it uh, But he, yeah, he's got a six uh, is a final uh, That's 12. his
0: final roll? Man yeah. um, so Now I will, I will bring up We've mm-hmm. had a few failures um, If you wanted to burn a bond And I realize most of your bonds are with uh, Characters that have not been introduced yet uh, That you have yeah. not even met yet But if you wanted to burn a bond, you would step up your bond clock by one slice, and you would get to step up your failure to a
1: mixed success. Ooh, let's do that. Let's um. Okay. Let's burn public opinion. Okay. Okay. Did I say? Yeah, law enforcement is what's what I meant. There
0: you go. Oh, law enforcement. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, please describe for us. How is what you're doing uh, putting a strain on your relationship with law enforcement?
1: Actually, no. I, I think uh, sorry. I, I think public opinion would would work better for this. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So you know these these people are like uh, heroes um, for the the common man and stuff like that. Uh, so I, I think. Um, He, in this moment, he's probably going to be a little bit more aggressive than he meant to with Bonnie. um, Kind of uh, pushing his head, uh, forehead right into her face or nose. um, And then just kind of twisting her so that the the barrel of the gun is is aimed at her instead of himself.
0: Perfect. Yeah, because during this time, during the Great Depression, uh, Bonnie and Clyde were like living every American's dream uh, on the road stealing from the quote unquote rich to provide for themselves Uh, so public opinion of them hadn't really shifted yet so you grab what is a a folk hero basically uh, putting your knife to her throat and angling that uh, Mm -hmm. the gun like you said Uh, so since you burned a bond to step it up Mm -hmm. to a 7 to 9 uh here, here's what happens for EIC characters uh, NPC characters so On a 7 through 9 they'll do what you ask But only if you offer concrete Assurance of your promise Right now So what are you wanting to get Clyde to do And what concrete assurance Are you going to offer him
1: Yeah I'm going to be like Kind of taking a deep breath I just want my beans And I'm going to head out This knife stays with me. I'm going to put it back into its little uh, Swiss Army case. Um, Put it in my pocket. I'm going to walk out. I'm sorry for the damage I caused. Okay.
0: And uh, Clyde is eyeing you and looking back and forth between your eyes and... Bonnie's eyes uh, and he just keeps that shotgun angled on you and he kind of leans against the uh, cashier desk um, favoring that that leg that I said he was limping on he says you alright Bonnie she says it's just a little tussle honey and then I guess you start slowly walking towards the door
1: yeah. Okay. Just yeah. slowly but surely, walking out and uh, getting as quickly as he can away from their eyesight.
0: Okay. And I guess you were were you holding Bonnie as you got to the door?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically, once I get to that door, my back's on the handle. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll just kind of let her go. And be like, all right. I'm just gonna leave this place right now I'm sorry for for harming you okay and you have your back against it
0: you push it open the bell tingles um, and as you walk out you hear the cashier says go get the pulley and he can't get the final syllable out as Clyde whirls around and hits him in the chin with his shotgun barrel uh, and then as he whirls back around he just sees an open door.
1: Yeah, Missy is just gonna be like laying on the ground uh, and just kind of crawling uh, away um, uh, towards their getaway <laughs> vehicle. Yeah, it, it was been a tur- it's been a long journey, but I guess it worked out.
0: Yeah, you see the Ford sitting right there, kind of hopped up on the curb, uh, and you see a woman is inside. Uh, Her head craning every which direction, you know, checking her peripheries, looking for any sign of the cops. Uh, But she does not see you. What do you do?
1: Uh, He's just going to, as he's still crouching on the ground, kind of uh, soldier crawling forward. He's just going to roll underneath the car Mm -hmm. uh, and pull out his knife and just start like stabbing at every wheel um, to, to flatten him.
0: Okay, let's uh. Roll.
1: Maybe takedown? Uh, yeah, I was
0: looking at takedown. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Let's roll a takedown. Uh, and you describe this as being. Or s- use
1: environment. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Boop, 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 boom, boom. No, use environment is more like when you're grabbing something mm-hmm. to use and help you. Uh, let's do Let's do a takedown. So roll 2d6. Uh, and since you described yourself doing this sneakily, we'll say you do this with your maneuver.
1: Excellent. All right. I got an 11.
0: Hey. Uh, so on a 10 plus, you get to choose three. You can inflict stress, and you can choose this multiple times. You can take away an advantage, but in order to do that, you must choose it twice. You can force a change of location. Uh, You can reduce the size of a mob by one, or you take no harm in the doing.
1: Yeah, um, I I guess, um, I either take away advantage being the vehicle, or inflicting stress on the the tires.
0: Yeah, and so uh, I don't, let's treat the Ford as an advantage, and what an advantage is, is it's like, uh, an exterior something that somebody can use. Uh, so like Iron Man's armor, is an asset. It's an exterior something that he can use. Uh, so uh, you have to choose that twice. So Perfect. you get to take away that advantage so they no longer have their getaway car. Uh, and what's your, what's your, uh, what are you going to do with your third choice?
1: Um, reduce the size of a mob by one. If it does this count as a mob, can I, um, this driver. Um, Can I take care of them real quick?
0: You definitely could. So um, you can reduce the size of a mob and reduce it by one. And so the way mobs work is they have like a size and a rating. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I won't go into like all the details of that. But yeah, let's say that you effectively take out this driver uh, and reduce the number of this mob. Uh, So go ahead and tell me, how are you going to take out the driver and how do you, how do you slash the tires without being seen?
1: Yeah, he, he kind of, uh, army crawls underneath the, uh, vehicle, um, and then just, um, uh, while underneath the vehicle, uh, pokes little holes in the tires, uh, and as air is kind of gently being, uh, let out, uh, he rolls onto the other side, um, keeps down so that when he opens the car door um the driver's eyesight never uh gets to him uh and then when she you know seeing the door open tries to close it uh he's just gonna grab his suspenders as stretchy as they are uh (laughs) and then wrap it around her neck and kind of pull her out and just kind of like choke her uh until uh she passes out um
0: That's just sick.
1: (laughs) Just kind of lay her on the 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 street, uh, and then just start army crawling uh, away. Like,
0: yeah. So we see that we see like the the panels of that action of you opening the door, her looking down, you grabbing her, choking her out, and then slowly lowering her down on the ground, and then we see you army crawling away, and then we see a panel from like across the street of like these respectable gentlemen watching you choke out this lady in the middle of a street and then just watching you army crawl away in the dirt. Yeah, they're like, what the heck
1: is happening? <laughs> um,
0: okay, and so where where were you army crawling to?
1: Um, I think he'd like to... Um see what happens next um, and so for him uh, if there's a post box or a postal box or something uh, that he can hide behind um, briefly while he's watching he'll try to do that
0: definitely so yeah you, uh, you get behind a postal box uh, and you're looking around the corner and then the door to the grocery kicks open and you see Buck and you see the guy that ran into you running out uh, and you see uh, you see Buck is actually still holding on to that blonde haired woman uh, from the bean aisle and then come Bonnie and Clyde uh, holding a, uh, a metal case full of money uh, and Clyde has some different products like food products uh, wrapped up in his arms uh, and Buck gets to the car says alright Blanche let's Blanche the hell and he's gonna run around he lets go of that woman and he runs around to the other side what and he starts looking around as he sees Blanche prostrate on the ground he's gonna like lean down honey honey you what's going on what is going on
1: Excellent. he's gonna take this opportunity to try to grab this woman and kind of pull her uh, away from the scene Perfect, let's
0: do a seize control, Um, and let's, let's roll, oh wait, no, 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 this is not seize control, this is definitely a-
1: Serve and protect? Yeah, serve and protect, so go ahead and roll 2d6
0: plus your protect.
1: Alrighty, um, uh,
0: 12. 12, Perfect. Uh, so, on a 10+, plus you get, you hold 3, and hold is a resource that you can expend to do a couple of different things. So as long as you continue to defend this person, you can spend hold to redirect an attack to yourself, reduce the stress inflicted on this person by 1 for every hold you spend, you can open up the attacker to an ally, giving that ally a bonus to take forward uh, against the attacker. Uh, or you can create a bond or step back your bond clock with the person you are protecting by one excellent so you got three of those how do you spend them
1: um definitely to create a bond uh i want this person to trust me um okay so that they follow me so i'm gonna kind of just uh grab her by the shoulders uh get her to focus on me so that i become real to her Mm -hmm. uh and i will say don't keep your eyes off of me focus on me and follow me uh as he just kind of takes her and and, like leads her by the hand uh to a safe location okay Uh, probably just behind that postal box perfect
0: so uh you said create a bond with this person but i'll give you i'll give you an other option Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. because if you create a bond with this person that means they're going to become a named npc uh (laughs) if you want that we could definitely do that or you could use uh uh what was it step back the bond clock of public opinion so somehow by you saving this person you step that bond clock back
1: yeah i think that'll be perfect okay
0: but yeah, so everything, uh, you describe narratively happens, and then you get to step back that bond clock as you walk her over to, uh, to the postal box, uh, and are you still watching what's going on? Yeah. Okay, uh, and so you're watching what's going on, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the hysteria is still happening, uh... Blanche is slowly coming to her senses, and in the distance, you hear some uh, police sirens wailing. And Clyde says, Buck, throw Blanche in the back, we gotta go! And they all jump into this Ford, uh, and as uh, Bonnie goes to drive, it just kind of slowly starts moving forward. And you see the guy that ran into you sticks his head out the rear window, and he says, Boss, the tires are flat! hear Clyde exclaim from inside What the? What is going on? Alright everybody we gotta hoof it. And they jump out and they start running uh, with Clyde kind of limping as he runs uh, Mm -hmm. and the police cars come screeching up to the grocery store windows just narrowly having missed uh, Bonnie and Clyde being there Uh, and they the officers pour out rush inside with their guns already drawn, but you know the uh they have already escaped um, yes you and this this blonde woman are hiding behind the postal box, and with her hands on your shoulder, she just lets out a a breath that you weren't aware that she was holding. She just lets it out oh, thank you so much, sir um. What What is your name?
1: Uh, my name's Omission. Pleasure.
0: Ah. Her her face kind of wrinkles at that. Well, that is a very peculiar name, sir.
1: Yeah, you might think that, but you're going to forget soon enough.
0: She cringles her brow again. I, I don't think I would forget the name of the man who saved me especially with one like a name like that
1: he nods um that's fair uh did you want to go get breakfast
0: uh oh sure uh, let me go grab my purse real quick yeah
1: okay go ahead
0: and uh she runs back into the grocery store Um, and like, does, does omission have like a feeling or a sense
1: of when somebody like forgets him? Um, yeah, it's, um, it's almost like the, the feeling of sending someone a a message on Facebook and you see that they've seen it, but (laughs) they never respond.
0: Okay. Yeah. So she runs inside and you get that, that feeling of detachment uh, and and what does omission do?
1: Put his hands in his pocket. Um, remembering, uh, he still has at least a can of beans. Um, and sit down at the corner of the street and and try to pry it open with his Swiss Army knife, uh, or at least the the, the can opener that that's attached to it. Uh, and has breakfast by himself
0: okay and I think uh, that that woman runs back out uh, and she just kind of looks around and one of the officers uh, grabs her and says ma'am who are you who are you looking for she pauses for a second there's a panel with her face and no text bubble then the next one says I don't remember and then we have a final shot of omission sitting Uh, on the corner of the street, just a few feet away from this woman. We see the postal box. We see a street lamp uh, beside you. Uh, And we see the sun coming down onto you, casting shadows. And we see a shadow cast by the woman, a shadow cast by the mailbox, and by the pole. But omission casts no shadow. And then down in the corner of that panel, we see... To be continued in Tales to Inspire, number one. Yeah! (laughs) End of episode.
1: (laughs) That was brilliant. (laughs) It's so sad.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. We'll be back with our next episode in two short weeks. If you have social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Like and follow us at Misconceptions Pod for up-to-date information about the show, behind-the-scenes pictures, and just to show us your general positive feelings about the show. We also have a Discord. You can click the link below to join our Discord so that you can chat with other friends of the show and chat with other cast members directly. We also have an email. If you would like to contact us that way, you can email us at MisconceptionsPod at gmail.com. This show is fully supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to join that elite group of supporters and gain access to exclusive content, please consider joining our Patreon. The Tells to Inspire theme song was composed by Esteban Del Pino. You can find out more about his music on fiverr.com slash iam underscore w-a-k-e. Omission was played by Mitchell Wallace, who can be found at Mitch Bustillos on Twitter, and I'm David White, your editor in chief. You can find me at Mr. on Twitter. The role-playing game system used in this production was a modified version of the Worlds in Peril role-playing game by Sam Joko Publishing. Tales to Inspire is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and buy cool merch at misconceptionspod.com. And that's it for this week's episode of Tales to Inspire. Thank you so much for listening, and keep it nerdy, y'all.